Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Hey guys, this is Anthony, the host of The Reality Is, and we have a great show lined up for you guys this week. We're going to be defending Michelle Obama from the Fox News tyrants and her on her commencement speech at the University of Tuskegee. We're also going to be talking about dating polyamorous. If anybody hasn't heard of polyamorous, look up Lou Williams of the Toronto Raptors. We're also going to be discussing what women should say in the bedroom. Ladies, you guys sent us these questions. We're going to try to answer those as best we can. We also want to pay a tribute and give a RIP shout out to B.B. King, the best that ever did it. Nobody else played the guitar like he played Lucille. We're also going to answer questions from our listeners and more on this week's podcast of The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct. Listening to the tones from BB King. We wanted to give a shout out to BB King, man. R.I.P. BB King. Uh, you know his real name was Riley B. King, and you know just some of the great songs that BB King made. Uh, we they'll never be forgotten, man. Never be forgotten. No, they'll never be forgotten. I, I was talking to a friend today, and I was saying that the first time I really started paying attention to music. Uh, was when I heard B.B. King picking that guitar. Yeah, he used to play with that thing. I used to always, you know, we had a show a couple of weeks ago where we were talking about, you know, well, I think Lil Wayne was like, I play with that, you know what? Like, I play my guitar. Right, right. But uh, a couple of things that came to mind when I always think about B.B. King is Moonshine. I don't know why, but it's like I just think of that back alley back in, you know, southern parts of Texas or just the southern region of America. Like, it's just that moonshine music, like an old shack or a juke joint. Um, you think about good times, man, black happiness, um, authenticity. The music is always authentic. It's a classic. And it's an O&O, the one and only, man. The one and only, sitting back, dark room, TV glowing. <laughs> <laughs> but we also wanted to take some time out, man, to defend Michelle Obama a little bit, man. She took some flack in the media, definitely from Fox News. Um, you know, they were kind of saying all these things about her. She spoke at Tuskegee uh, University, the graduating class of 2015. And she basically just told, you know, and just to kind of sum it up, she was letting them know, young women, young men, you know, we have to be better than the rest. We have to be, as as we all here as black, uh, you know, being black, you know, your, your mom, your dad, or your uncle, or aunt, some point in your life, they tell you, you have to be twice as good to get half of what other races get, particularly white people with white privilege. Um, and, and I think it was just a big thing for her to do that. But she took flag from the media and black Republicans or black um, token blackies on Fox News. Right. Um, you know, when they were coming on saying, why didn't she just generalize everybody? Why did it have to be blacks? Well, you know what? Whites are not getting shot down in the street. You know what I'm saying? They don't have the history of being hung from trees. They don't have the history of. Uh, you know, having to be twice as good to get half as much. So it's nothing taken away from white people. But Michelle Obama spoke to them realistically from her experiences and the experience of all black Americans right now in America and black people, period. So she cannot generalize something when we don't.
don't generalize or there isn't real equality in this day and time. I think the fact that uh, this day and time we have to have black empowerment. We have to we have to empower our people. And because of the situation that was given that she was speaking to black people, you can talk about your own situations and what you're going to going through as a person, as a culture, as a people. Um, so for them just to attack her and just say that, OK, you're leaving everybody out. You're leaving America out. No, we're, we're dealing with black America and what we have to deal with. Education is important to us as well. Uh, I was talking today about what I know now as an older gentleman versus what I knew coming from Texarkana, where it was just everything was marginalized. Yeah. And it seems like that since I've moved to a bigger city, the world is brighter. The the knowledge is more. I'm able to to grasp hold to things that I didn't have a chance to. In in this day and time, black people, we as a culture, we can grasp things and we can go further than what we ever did before in this day and time. So she's just empowering yeah. her people yeah. and not only just empowering her people, she's empowering her daughters, yeah. black women that have a, a role in this society as well. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's big for her to do it, too, because, I mean, not to be funny, she has two black daughters. Right. And she has to be able to speak directly to them. And not to be funny, you cannot go to a prominent black university like Tuskegee and speak about white people or speak about generalization or, you know, things that aren't realistic. And I, I, I want to give a shout out to Michelle Obama, man. For shout out, Michelle. And just standing up. We're going to take a quick break, jump into some music, pay some bills and try to see why the hell is so hot in this goddamn studio. Getting hot in here. <laughs> Listeners that I received earlier this week. First one came from Cassie out of Rockwall, and she said, Do you think it's important to live in a racially diverse neighborhood? What's your thoughts on that? I think that uh, it's very important. When I bought my first house uh, back in 2005, uh, we moved to an all-white neighborhood. We were the only black family um, living there, so uh, we were able to see um, exactly how white people lived. And really, to tell you the truth, they live no different than we do. They Trouble eat. comes and knocks on everyone's door. But they, I mean, but in a white neighborhood, they at least cutting the grass, you know. And if, if you're paying a, a agent, what is it, a, a homeowners uh, association, association, HOA? Yeah, yeah they're gonna have a basketball court in white folks' neighborhood. They're gonna have a swimming pool. They're gonna have all of that. A black folks' neighborhood, man, you will pay a HOA, and grass won't get cut. Won't get cut. They'll take the goal off the back of the uh, damn basketball uh, goal. They'll Put. take the nets off. Put chains up. Won't have a swimming pool. If it is a swimming pool, it's creek water. Right. So, I mean, I just think, and you know, I think it's a big thing to uh, live in a, a racially diverse neighborhood if possible. Um, and Dallas is still kind of pretty much segregated. You know, you have University Park where I know I work in the area. So I may literally, after six months of being over there, I may have seen maybe four or five black people in the neighborhood. And it's a great neighborhood. It's a great area. Um, I'm on the south side of Dallas. So it's like, you, of course, you see a lot of blacks, but you do see whites. Um, you do see Hispanics. But to me, the most racially diverse area that I've seen since I've been here is like Garland and Mesquite. 
in te- and you know, for right, people right, you know, are not from Texas. It's it's in Texas, and it's like it's it's big. I mean, it's it's big to go and see like blacks and whites, Hispanics, Asians, everybody just kind of interacting and involved. Right. If you go to the gyms out there, I mean, you kind of to me, for me, when I'm in a racially diverse neighborhood, I feel comfortable. I feel at home. You know, when I'm in a all white area like the north side of Dallas, like I don't feel uncomfortable. It just feels weird. And you know you're out of your element in a little, in a, a little bit because you got everybody staring and wondering, right. what do you do? How are you able to be here and, and be on this side of town? And, you know, what do you do for a living? Right. So, But to me, when we're talking about a racially uh, diverse neighborhood, does diversity come from an economic situation when it comes to living in different areas? I mean, I guess it can be. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just think when she asked me the question, I mean, she's white, you know, but it was more so like, why, you know, why don't it was she asked me basically in the height of the Baltimore situation. She was like, do you think that would be a different situation, a situation in which, you know, if they kind of lived or grew up together, that they would be some kind of cohesiveness or understanding of, you know, why there's so much madness. So I just told her overall, I think it is a big deal to actually live in you know amongst other you know other blacks and other whites and other hispanics and so on and so forth so uh the next question we had was when do men prefer to put porn down and watch what's in front of them and this again was a white woman asking and i mean she was actually pretty attractive but we're gonna let it we're gonna jump in and we want to get a panel a full panel so what do you think when it comes to porn like would you watch porn over being with a woman that's right in front of you I mean, I don't think you can, you, it's got to be one or the other. I feel like there's a time for everything. Well, um, she said this guy, like, she said she literally will walk in with, like, lingerie. And he would be whacking it instead of stopping. He would watch it on his phone. and Was walk she already started never. before she walked in? Nah, he just chose to do it. So she walked in in lingerie, he said. And she wanted And then he turned on he, his phone. And he still preferred he to turn on with his phone. phone. Dead in her, right in front of her. Or he would get it Looking done. Or, dead in the eye. Or one of those things, you know how when you're dealing with a girl or a wife and they call you or text you and you already know when they get when they get home, it's going down. And you you know, if you planned on masturbating, you wait. Well, he doesn't thing, wait. Bro. Here's the thing. Have you seen that uh that one movie with the guy that that, that like has an addiction to beating up? It's like John something. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gordon uh, Levitt, whatever the yeah, guy. Yeah, for, yeah, I know uh, what you're talking about. Uh, anyway, yeah, I know oh, John Dun, Don John John John. Yeah, Similarly, like this guy was addicted to porn, and the girl he was dating just was like, Scarlet, "I don't want you she doing." Was Scarlett Johansson, yeah, which I wouldn't be beating off if I had Scarlett. But, but I'm like, <laughs> she needs to find another guy. Pretty I mean, much. why would she stay if this guy could keep? Well, she was married. To this, to this guy, yes, dang. Well, did, she knew before she married him he was. A, like you know how you call somebody, hey, jack off. <laughs> but this guy is actually a jack off. <laughs> the thing about it is, like, I, I don't know what it was. My thing to her, I was like, okay, are y'all doing it consistently? And she was like, I always want to do it, and I've grown to know this girl, and she does, bro. And it's like he just has an addiction. Like she said, they would be walking through Walmart. And he would be on his phone with his earbuds in watching the porn while grocery shopping. Is that divorce worthy? No. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, I I think if it's taking anything that takes the, you know, his uh, husband or wife's attention from their spouse. And and basically, basically you know, and if it's a problem to the point where I mean, this guy's walking through Walmart with a heart on. I mean, but he's killing intimacy where intimacy is supposed to be. Yeah. And just what like in that movie, Don John, you know, the uh, the older lady he gets with at the end. Uh, Yeah. She like shows him a whole new world by just, you know, (laughs) connect with yourself and you can connect with other Other people. people. So, so uh, 
you know, yeah. I mean, I think there are couples <laughs> that watch porn together. You know, yeah. but I, but I think if it becomes something that is even you know at a minimum a distraction, yeah. then it has to be addressed. And if it, you know, as far as it's divorce worthy, well, they you know, over. I mean, if, they're they're in the process of a divorce. If, right. if this guy's right. walking through Walmart, oh yeah, of to course, right. with of right. the, the moment he was walking through Walmart, like you know, you might watch a video from like you know something that somebody posted, and he's watching porn. You got a divorce. Got in game. game. You in let him game. Because he ain't right kids in, in Walmart. In Walmart. What, what, what is the purpose of walking just, to Walmart with a heart on me? Yeah, what? and there's no privacy. I mean, I don't know about anybody strong. else. When I watch porn, I like to be by myself. Very controlled <laughs> environment. I'm with you on that. I don't want anybody. I around. like to be by myself, man. I like to be by myself. But I want to hear about I know you said you had this thing this morning with uh, you got the suit. I mean, well, you got the tie and the, well, I had the a, slacks I had and everything. Presidential. So I sit on the Service Academy Selection Board for Congressman Eddie Bernice Johnson. Correct. And today she had her Academy Day, so... They have representatives from all uh, five, all five service academies, yeah. and uh, and so, uh, like I said, I'm on her board. So she just had her board there to, okay, just to be kind of a let kids know like this is who's going to actually go through and approve your nomination uh, uh, on top of your admissions, okay, and you know also allowed us to engage the kids and get to know them yeah, that's because a lot of them are going to start the application process here. Uh, that's in Dallas, up. right? Uh, it was in DeSoto. DeSoto? Oh, yeah. okay. So awesome. we're on my side of town. Yeah. Awesome. And Gary over here smelling like a whole medicine cat. Man, look. <laughs> Vic's ass on the chest. <laughs> my wife had a cold this past week. She left town this weekend, gave me the cold before she left, and, she and just gone. chunked the deuces. Mm. So I'm fighting that. It's not too bad, but I sound like, yeah, I sound worse than it is. That's why I don't trust black people that don't got brown eyes, man. <laughs> and she's light skinned. <laughs> and she's light skinned. But she got hazel eyes or green. I don't trust you. Good music that we play on the reality is. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there for free. I was, I was late man. today and I was walking up to the thing and I was listening. Jamming. Man, I almost started sea walking in the parking lot. With my Bible. Hey, Crip Christians. Crip Christians. They do have like a rapping group that's like that for real. Uh, yeah. They used to be Crips. Right. They still wear blue. Crips and Crosses. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. That's still wear a brew. That Blue. was the album? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you can fool somebody. Uh, what we got up next is what's the difference between jealousy and insecurity? <laughs> and we're, jealousy, we're just going to throw out the definitions to kind of clear it up for some people. Jealousy is a mental uneasiness of something, fear, infidelity, and etc. In layman's terms, a reaction to something that has actually happened and still haunts you in the future of a situation. That's what a lot of people like to say that ex-girlfriends are. Or current girlfriends, they're jealous. Um, I think it's cool to be jealous to an extent, just a little bit. I mean, I really don't think that, but a lot of girls think that it's okay to be a little jealous, or they like a man a little be be a little jealous because it shows that they care. To me, I think it's stupid. Um, jealousy, to me, it leads into our next definition, which is insecurity, which is a lack of confidence and self assurance, and the issues with your own personal shortcomings. Um, I can't really say I've ever been jealous. I mean, insecure, probably. I think we all have been at some point where you lack of confidence, whether it's a low point in your life or whether you are trying to understand something about yourself. Um, But jealousy, like dating a girl and being jealous or like being jealous of another guy for having something, 
I'm not. I, I don't see it coming from me because I can say like Christian. I know he has more than me, but I always tell him, "Congratulations, good job." I think when you first moved here, I was like, "Dude, you got a crazy nice house, nice cars," and he's not arrogant. He's not a, a buffoon. I'm not. No, damn it, not today. <laughs> but you know, he always, you know, he always tries to help out people and give back, and and that's one good thing about him, man. You know, um, I could be jealous if I if I wanted to be a, a dick, I could be jealous of Gary being married, and I'm still out here searching for love or trying to make you know my relationship work. But I don't. I always be like, hey, dude, five years, it's a long time. You started young and you're still going strong. You know, same thing with my brother. You know, I, I remember when he bought his first house and had two cars and paid him off in two years, and I was just like, bro. That's a big deal. I just think when when it when you're jealous, it doesn't really do anything for you. It makes you look worse. It makes you feel worse. I, I just don't think it's something, especially, you know, I have to say it, but you know, in the black community, when a man is jealous, they be like, like Pub Daddy said, no bitch assness. You yeah. just don't want a dude who's that type of dude. <laughs> you don't want him as a friend, a brother, anything. That's where I think jealousy and, and insecurity are, are related, you know, where, yeah. where certain kinds of jealousy comes out of being insecure. I remember back to because, you know, now um, I'm a pretty open minded guy. I'm laid back and with my wife. I, I want her to go out and meet people. I'm not one of those guys that possessive and stuff like that. But I, I can, can remember. Keep. Right. I can remember when I was younger having those kinds of jealous uh, you know, thinking, being jealous about, you know, what my girl was doing or what she's you know who she's talking to and that kind of stuff and i think that comes that came at that point in time out of my own insecurity you know i was immature growing up hadn't dated a lot stuff like that so it fueled that jealousy because i'm like you know what i'm not so much focused on what am i doing what i need to be doing Correct. and you know but i'm more so focused on oh you know what were you out there doing blah 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 and that kind of stuff and that's yeah it's there's nothing healthy about that <laughs> i was watching the d uh d ray uh doing stand-up the other day and it was from Shaq's coming you know he does the annual mm -hmm. comedy thing around the uh, NBA all-star weekend so he was talking about a part about a guy being jealous and he was like you know when your girl finding you jealous and she get up and go to the bathroom be like no bitch we going to be <laughs> we both going. you ain't going by yourself we both going right but I mean yeah. I, I, I look at jealousy it's you kind of said both words but it's when Immaturity and insecurity kind of yeah clash. right yeah. Like, yeah I like that you're too immature to kind of handle it's like sometimes if you do have a very beautiful girl you're like you know guys are gonna be right attracted but you I mean if you're, you're secure yeah well, right. yeah if you're securing yourself and you're like well I'm a, I'm an adult like first of all the woman's gonna make a decision on her own right regardless exactly you're gonna be exactly. stressed out about it and second I mean if you're doing what if you if you're doing right by that woman she won't even care mm -hmm. she won't have any reason to look elsewhere and similarly from a woman's perspective like if you i think your your counterpart has a lot to i mean if they give you a reason to be jealous right right and, and kind of be questioning them but i don't know i i know i i just i can't get with the jealousy uh that you see a lot or the insecurity more so yeah. that you see a lot amongst men more in particular yeah, it's getting bad right. where it's like you can't even be friends with a dude you can't even go up and talk to a dude you don't know for Without whatever reason, defensive or defensive, yeah, defensive, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're like, uh, you know, it's I'm like trying well, to speak. Yeah, right. it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm new. I'm trying to meet new people. Right, but so. I think it has a lot to do. Like we talked a couple weeks ago too about like social media and stuff. You know, a lot of people are comparing themselves to what they see on social media, the money, looks, you know, and status and everything. And not to be funny, I mean, 
some of you some of us are never going to reach certain things that we see mm-hmm. and not to be funny some of the things that you see aren't really happening right. most of right. the things most of them are it's I mean, unrealistic it's it an really unrealistic is. picture of what is just like the prized possession in America but most people aren't really living that not going to reach it but I mean you know uh, insecurity I just think you know a lot of people I've had people ask me do you think it's more men or more women that are, that are insecure that are insecure and jealous that's a good question I think there are more men insecure than we would think yeah because we would they, it's probably even that, we just don't say right. nobody's gonna right. come out and say oh right. yeah I'm jealous and insecure right yeah. right I mean we see because we, we cast our, the, you know we talk about women being emotional and all that kind of stuff as if dudes aren't the same kinds of way you know but uh, no, nah, man. I think I think at a minimum it's the same. Yeah, I, mean, I used to know this guy uh, back home. Personal story. Personal. This is personal. It's it's funny. Um, we were out, and uh, when I met him one day, uh, he had this chick with him. She wasn't a chick. She was a duck. And so, <laughs> was it I, one of Anthony's pet ducks? See, <laughs> I, I, I was like, I this dude, what? Oh man, I'm ducks, man. Yeah. So I, I went at this girl left, and I was like, yo, when you start liking women like that, he was like, bro, I got a key that keeps me from get, being jealous, right? I said, what's that? I only date ugly women. I've heard, you know, wow. I was like, I've what? Wow. I've heard dudes say that. Well, you know, Mark used to say that. <laughs> God used to cut our hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. He used to be like, I don't want to, I don't want to date no woman that's beautiful because beautiful. I don't want to have to deal with it. And Period. then, not to be funny, he did end up dating or marrying a woman like that, and yep. he lost her. He lost her because, not to be funny, he was pretty much insecure and jealous. Right before that, he right. stated that of the ugly woman or the beautiful, <laughs> the beautiful, he lost beautiful. He oh, had a beautiful because he, you know, he was always like, I just date. Ugly right. women. Then he decided to marry a beautiful one, mm-hmm. and he lost it. And he lost yeah. it. Yeah. Now, I remember my dad used to tell me, uh, Chris, you were talking about, you know, if you you date with somebody that's beautiful, you know, somebody the people are gonna. You look already at know. Them. It's gonna happen mm-hmm. every day. And Chance, it's been happening before you came along too. Way before. But my dad would tell me because I used to be like, yeah, man, I, I don't, you know, just kind of jealous and stuff with past girlfriends. He'd be like, boy, if ain't nobody looking at your woman, I mean. It's like if they if they looking at your woman, that's a compliment, right? If they ain't, you, know. you need to go if they, if exactly. They, you know, they in. That's the yeah, right. that's when you need to be worried. Right. Yeah. Ain't nobody yep. even be checking for go you. Trade right. in, yeah. Yeah. Go trade in, man. Go trade in. Yeah. No nah, man, ain't no ain't no need for all that. If, if fellas, if you out there and ladies, don't be jealous of your or your significant other. Don't be jealous of your friends. Like Chris and Anthony both said. If they gonna do something, they gonna do something regardless of whether or not you worrying. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, if you got you a girl know. with a booty, I'm gonna look. If we're in a grocery exactly. store, if I don't look straight <laughs> on when I see her walking down the aisle, you know how back in the day you can move the box out of the way and look through the aisle. You can look the nigga, you'll see his eyes right over the aisle. I'm gonna see that ass. Oh, I'm gonna catch a peek of that thing. He's, He's over there looking, 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 uh, looking like Wilson off of uh, Home Improvement. Yeah. Oh yeah, right over there. He's looking like that dude from uh, uh, Love and Hip Hop. But what's his name? Stevie oh, J. Oh, Stevie J. Looking over there, <laughs> piano. <laughs> Oh, they're going to get a peek, whether they, you know, now, I say if you're going to look at a woman, you know, try to be discreet, especially if they were a guy. I know, I mean, right. I've looked at a dude's girl. With, I mean, I don't look like, you know, but, you know, I may be, like, catching my phone, and it ain't even on. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> right. Bro, you got to admit, though, sometimes when you see a woman with that, like, extra back, like, you know how some girls, they just have a nice, but when it got the extra and it comes out. That you know, muffin top. I'm talking about that butt. He's talking, she- he talking about that shelf. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. And it's like, it, I mean, the booty comes out more, and you're like, sometimes you just got to be like, 
It was a couple of those it, at the graduation last night. I, saw, I did that too. It was one. It was actually a Nigga, white guy. It. it was actually a white guy that was with this black chick, and I think I was in a Footlocker and I saw her standing by herself, and I was like, "God damn, who is that?" And then he walked up and he started talking, and then like I was still staring because I was in awe, and he looked back and I was just like. God damn it! Thumbs bro. I just up. Gave him a thumb, and he just smiled. I was that's like, real. Dog. That's you, real. You got it, brother. Similarly, when I see a, a white woman with a, a cuff back there, it, some I just be like, damn, it's impressive. I be like, wow. Yeah, I'll impressive. tell you what. Last night at the graduation, man, and we was sitting in the staging area, and uh, the white women coming back there, man, to get those caps and gowns. Oh my god! <laughs> some of them had like a damn mummy wrap on. I was like. Yeah, what man. the heck is going on? And it was just one look so bad. I was just it pays the squat, man. Just it does. sit down and just look it, for it a little bit. It pays the squat, whether you squatting with a a, a, a barbell, weights, <laughs> or just with with air. Uh, it pays team, so. to squat, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Working them glutes, yeah, right. Lunges. It'll get you a long way in life. And listen, here at the reality is, we got people of all different trades and professions. If you need tips on how to squat, come holler at us. Oh, we got man. personal trainers. We can get you right. Everything, man. You got to be able to. But I wanted to. Um, I want to. I know you said you wanted to jump in on the. Do you think it's important to live in a racially diverse neighborhood, Chris? I wonder what you had to say about it, bro. Oh. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I yeah, didn't realize you're gonna. <laughs> yeah, we we're going back. back. Um, <laughs> no, I thought it was an interesting question, and in my opinion, I know a lot of people from the black community. Like when we, I get get to a certain quote unquote level of uh, affluence, a lot of times you'll see us move away from the more uh, you know black you black know areas. neighborhoods. Yeah. And I think it's important to live. I don't think it's important to live in a racially diverse neighborhood. I think I would rather live in, in a more, uh, what would you call it, homogeneous yeah. mm-hmm. uh, neighborhood. But as far as my friends and the people that I like, I congregate with and I get to, uh, I get to know outside, that's where I kind of make it racially diverse yeah. and socially diverse. Yeah. Um, but in my, and, and I don't think it's for everybody to necessarily live around a lot of black people, but just what drives me and what I want to see is like, you know, I'm very passionate about the youth and seeing the next generation <coughs> of African Americans not have to necessarily deal with what our forefathers did and yeah. be able to really arrive and, and find their potential. So I feel like if I'm living in that neighborhood, I have one have easier access and two, I mean a lot of times in our neighborhoods we just don't have that guy that we could look no. at every day that's wearing right. a suit to work right. or right. that's you know got his degree this degree that degree yeah. we're right. just not around it so it's not it doesn't seem as attainable yeah. and I believe like if more people were to get stay in our communities and you see it every day mm-hmm. and it's like oh my neighbor or the guy I go to church with yeah. then it becomes I mean then it just becomes the norm whereas it's like well yeah, yeah. this is the expectation yeah yeah Les. It feels so good to fly. The view is so beautiful from up here. She told me come and get her in that white horse. Hotel menu, we take the night course. Of course. Then I lay it down in the bed If you want to look at some of the topics that the song talks about, it's a black man, it's a black male giving his perspective on sex. Um, you can go to www.thesunk, which is, stands for shit you need to know. 
his favorite, my favorite tab on the uh, articles that are on the webpage. He has something called the Fellatio Diaries, where it's articles and letters written I'm by not surprised. by real women. Of course, you're not surprised. But it's entries from uh, real women who are writing their, you know, writing why they like it, scenarios that they've been in, situations they've been in. And it's it's a good read, man. Yeah. I, I mean, if they made a book out of it, it would, to me, it would be a New York Times bestseller. Well, yeah, yeah. Fellatio. You ever had a Fellatio Martini? With a girl's mouth and spit, or like an actual. Oh Lord, have mercy! Fellatio. <laughs> Just another name, you know. Okay. Well, Fellatio. They always have nice, like Sex on the Beach. I get you. Yeah, it was. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not a real drink though. <laughs> but it, you know, it can be wet. Huh? Uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, some of the points today that were made on this was like when they say what women should say in the bed. It's tell him how big he is, <laughs> and if he isn't. Tell him how good he feels inside of you. I mean, I guess that's a good route to take because every man is not going to be in doubt. But, so, but what if it don't feel good inside you? Well, you don't say nothing. Or, <laughs> or I mean. That's what the ladies need to phone in. Phone in and tell yeah, us. Yeah, phone yeah, us the yeah, word. Yeah, huh? Hit us up. 214-431-5062 if you don't moan in the bedroom. Not if you, you don't say nothing in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> we got Chris Mob in the studio. And I mean, hey, maybe you can whisper it in his ear. Hey, sh- he made up plead the fifth. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to know. So, uh, I mean, if he's not big enough, I mean, fake it till you make it. I mean, some women say, you know, they, I mean, we talked about it last week about you know the girl, you know, the man doesn't have to be well endowed if he's hitting the spots or if he knows what he's doing. But if I mean. I guess it's. I guess what do the women think? If a, I mean, what should a man think if a, if if a woman is making no noise, no facial expressions, no dead fish, no think it when the action doesn't speak it. I'm <laughs> telling you, man. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no speak it. <laughs> so I mean, I, I don't know. So the next one they says, say how long you've been waiting for him. You know, let him know that you waited all day for it. You know. But that I guess that's one of those things where if you do wait all day for it and you tell him and then you don't even he doesn't make you say anything or do anything. And it's uh, like Nick, I, yeah. I've been waiting all day. All for day me. for this. Nothing. So right. it also says, say, you know, what you're doing to him Uh-oh. or what you plan on doing to him. Like say that during sex. Like if you mm-hmm. know, maybe you can't wait to get on top, you can't wait to deep throat him, you can't wait to do something sexual. I mean you just tell them what you what you're ready to do. It's, you remind me of a funny story that I, I can't say any names, but one of my one of the guy used to coach me uh, <clears throat> on the field. He had the worst mouth. He was just this dude was he would cuss you out. He would cuss. He talk about your mama. Anyway, long story short, uh, he went to a different school, and one of my my old teammates was one of his assistants. And had to hold on to his phone during practice. Oh, man. And I guess accidentally saw a message that the coach's wife sent. Oh, co- the wife was apparently potty mouth just like him. Because mm. uh, she said something about, I'm um, laying on the edge of the bed and I want to suck your dick off the edge of the bed. Or <laughs> but it was that even, was his wife. Was it, was even, but no. it was even more, man. It was even more brutal and explicit. explicit. I can't even remember. The, it was like. Damn! But like, you need something violent. real. You need it real raw. Like I think in a marriage, like that can make all the man, difference. Listen, yes, is having can. a woman that will just be empowered to just do. I'm her. saying, have a dirty mouth. The dirty. dirty I'm talking about. I want them so dirty. I want them little Kim, yeah. Foxy Brown, <laughs> Charlotte Styles. 
What's the what is the I'm curious now. What's the craziest thing a woman has said to y'all? Oh, Lord. oh Jesus! Uh, you don't have to say no say names. <laughs> I'll start. Oh, this one. Do y'all remember when Facebook had the honesty box? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Where people could leave you a comment, but it oh, was yeah, anonymous. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You could yeah. see if it, you know, if oh, it was yeah. pink, it was a lady yeah. or whatever. Well, I remember one time, and I had a girlfriend, so I never investigated to see who <laughs> said this. But at KU, somebody slid in my DMs, my honesty box, <laughs> and said, I just want to suck your dick to sleep. Oh. <laughs> God. Dang. Where his head just leaning over like he's been <laughs> shot on the side of the curb. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, that was that was pretty to sleep. But you know, it's all when it when a girl gets really raunchy. You always so you know you be like, oh, ain't you like, hey, yeah, I do. But it's like women know how to get to you too. They they go right for the blowjob. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know if you ever, you know, been with a woman from Louisiana, but something about what they put in that water over there. <laughs> they say some things that, and, and the accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, I, the craziest thing, y'all go first. I got to think. I mean, you know, I think my, my some of my craziest times, honestly, like, I mean, interacting with women sexually and getting some of the worst things said, it, it was with a white woman and it was this Puerto Rican chick. Puerto Ricans, we already know they have like a filthy mouth. I mean, not only are you having sex with them and they're telling you what, you, what they want you to do, like, it's so rugged and abrasive. <laughs> like, you be like, you want me to do that? You want me to push it all the way in? You want me? To? So it's like some women like, I don't know if you could ever say something that's too raunchy to me while we're having sex. Mm-mm. I mean, he said, look at that. <laughs> nope. He said, no, nope. almost broke your neck. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I mean, I just, I just don't think you can, bro, because it, it honestly it keeps you going. Yeah. You know, like it, it's like one bad, vulgar, nasty thing after the next, and you just keep on going. Like before you know it, you saying shit like. Stick, put your big toe in my ass. So, you know, just, you just saying. I mean, girls just saying everything. And like the Puerto Rican chick, bro, it was just like. I mean, sometimes like you can go deeper, and you be like, "Damn, bitch, I ain't got no more dick left." Like I can't go. Deeper. I can't. There's like, nothing left. The girl from there was like, "Throw it harder." I was like, "Man, I weigh two hundred and thirty-five pounds. I'm giving I'm everything I got. Giving everything I got. And I am little. At some point, at some point, it's like." Man, you just you just saying shit. This go ahead, is too much. Right, just go ahead, right. and keep saying what you're saying, but I'm gonna give you what I got. I I don't know all this other stuff you telling me to do, but I, you know we gonna go from there. So another thing they were saying that women could say is you know they talk about you know basically tell the man how wet you are. Mm. Um, mm. I think I would pretty much tell <laughs> once I'm in there. But we wanted to also flip it on the flip side for the guys, you know. And some of the points I came up with was like sex can be seen as boring if there's no wordplay during sex. I think you have to have a wordplay. And not, not to be funny, not just always say the raunchiest things, but right. sometimes I think, like, if you ever seen porn, like, when they do porn, like, sometimes they just say the obvious shit. And I watched a documentary one time, and they were like, so what do you guys do? What, like, how do you know what to say during porn? You know, I've seen some porn that just absolutely turned me off where you see a porno and they be like, oh, I want you to put that black nigga dick in my mouth. You be like, yeah, wait a minute yeah, now. Yeah. You can say black it's dick, like, okay. but don't say nigga looking Christian. Is like that a problem? The, <laughs> like in the confines of sex, it, it's not racist. Yeah, it don't matter. Yeah, it don't matter. I'm going to just say put your nigga dick in my mouth. Okay. I don't think I want to hear nobody call me a nigga. Well, they or really not. They just call you dick. And they're going to be out there protesting in the bedroom, but naked. <laughs> so, I also came up with, I think, to me, honestly, like, I don't know if groaning suffices for, like, wordplay. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think you can substitute. I mean, because 
you can groan if it hurts. You can groan if it feels good. Like you, I need, I feel like I would need you to tell me something. Yeah. Give me some kind of way that I should go. Is she pregnant? I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, look at some videos because we, but you know, of stuff we talked about. The next I'm, topic. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, damn, is that woman pregnant or is that just a belly? Oh, I'm here under this. Um, <laughs> but talking during sex, I think the biggest thing for men is entertaining. It's entertaining, like we said. You know, it keep, it keeps you going. It keep for me. It keeps me going. I, I want yeah, to go back too. to the moan. Sometimes somebody has a really good moan, though. Yeah. yeah. And that moan be like, but no, that moans come with that slow stroke, though. Mm. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, hey, but yeah. there's a fine line when you're a dude and you yeah. get the moan. And you don't. I mean, if you. Can I mean, a, if, if a blowjob is good, I'm. Uh, I mean, uh, I, uh, I, I I'm not really a talker. I mean, I'll be honest with I'll you. I'll talk it. Like I'll. T- I mean, I'll talk. Like if I'll you talk know, if, it, it. if we're going through it, I'll talk. But like head, I don't know. I feel like I'm just like trying to enjoy the moment. Yeah, I don't like. like, like I'm, a, I'm a dude. I'm like I'm trying to hold out for as long as I can. Wait, wait, wait! Don't don't let it go. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait! Because it just feels good when it's right there to that point. Yeah. I need that to last just a little while. Come I, off that thing. Give it about three seconds. <laughs> All right, come, on, come back, come back, come back right now. Go, whoa, 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 whoa. Come on. <laughs> Anthony would be the set of poem. Like, <laughs> just saying. I, I, I'm the I'm the dude, bro. I would tell a joke like and have the girl cracking up in the middle. Yeah, I've done that before. Like fun sex is like yeah, like yeah. right. Like one time I was like, oh man, I just came inside you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like one of my <laughs> best sayings right wet, there. We gonna play. Psych. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you I'm like, see. oh my god, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see Christian's face. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, man? No, nah, I was just saying that uh, I, I speak to it, man. But I, I'm like you, man. Love offering is always a blessing to me. And he ain't talking about church. Yeah. I ain't talking about church. I'm talking about that head. <laughs> Love offering is always a blessing to me. And I, I want to say, about the like, building fund? <laughs> hey, hey, what's the building? I don't know. <laughs> Chris looking real perverted right now. <laughs> <laughs> you <did> perverted eyes. <laughs> oh man. But I think also when we were, we were like we were kind of saying earlier, the last point is if it's. If it's appropriate, yeah, like moans are appropriate for certain situations. Like, I mean, if I'm, you know, like if you're like doing that, like making love, then, you know, certain things you say, it's more of the moans and the oohs and the eyes and the sweet talking. But, you know, if we just straight fuck it's it, knock mm. down, drag out, then yep. you just say whatever. You just got to be able to. You got to be able to say whatever. You ever but seen He Man? Couples have a contest. Yes. You used to watch He Man. I have the power. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> And just let me go. No, sometimes I, I call it. I call it pull the track out, blow the back out. Oh, <laughs> we gotta take a quick break.
what I'm getting every single motherfucking thing I'm old. You gotta know I'm here to fuck with niggas. Hey, Appreciate At the same damn time. time. How about Lou? <laughs> when she told me about it, she said, I want you guys to talk about this from a serious perspective because um, I wrote an article on therealityis.com. You can go read that. It's, again, it's called Dating Polly. And it's basically speaking about it from, you know, when you hear a guy dating two women at the same time and they are aware of it, you think Southern playalistic pimp shit. Like this dude got it on lock. Mm -hmm. But she brought it to us saying, What about people actually being able to love two people at the same time and have a cohesive unit that's able to work? What do most men do after a while of being married? They cheat. Well, if you go look at this website and you see the two women that Lou Williams has, and for those who don't know who Lou Williams is, he won six man of the year in the NBA. He plays for Toronto Raptors. Dude has two. When I say beautiful black women, Gary just saw, man, man. Bro, they're nice. <laughs> they're real nice. So polyamory is basically, like I said, it's basically, and, and, and it doesn't have to just be between two and three people. It could be between two to three, five people, a group of people. But this, uh, it, it's something that I think can work. Me, honestly, people may say, oh, how can it work? Well, I mean, if you have an understanding, just like any other relationship, I feel like it can work. I mean, for a man, you have two beautiful women. You can interchange it. I mean, you got two people that can help you with things. They may have a friendship as opposed that looks like these guys have, but it can also be dangerous. Well, I, I think it. that even from the uh, the fl from the other standpoint of a woman with multiple men, yeah, which yeah. you don't hear as often, you know, but it happens. And I remember reading an article. I'm a couple not sure. I remember reading an article a couple of years ago on this lady in somewhere in Europe, but it, they wrote up a, a really interesting story about her and how she got into this relationship with these two dudes. She had kids with one of them and i think and she loved the other one and somehow worked it out she's a black lady too with two white guys in europe and uh they all ended up living in the same house and they just realized that, that you know they all loved they loved her the guys didn't you know weren't romant romantically involved with yeah. each other but well, we ain't living on the same roof i got tuesday nigga <laughs> <laughs> Taco too, but uh, <laughs> but I'm glad. I mean, that's a good topic, and yeah. and it came from you know Robin. Shout out to her for bringing this up. I think it's something that definitely should be a conversation yeah. because there are a lot of people, especially older people, who practice who are engaged in what they call the lifestyle. The lifestyle, yeah. you know, yeah. after they've been married once or twice, or they've been married for a while, and realize, you know what, life is a little bit more uh, complicated than I thought growing up, you know, and yeah. in fact that, you know, all of us love more than one person simultaneously. Right. Yeah. And you can, I mean, that's, it's, it's human nature. You yeah. go on, you, whether it's romantically or not, but we all, and we don't always get everything that we want or need from one person. One person. You know, and you that's might how have, it happens. Right. right. You might get, you might have a friend that you are intellectually stimulated by, right. you know, male or it may not yeah. be erotic, you know, but <clears throat> the reality is we hold all kinds of different relationships And we hold them all at the same time. So if that's our nature uh, or our capacity, then yeah, right. why wouldn't it be the same way in romantic relationships? Yeah. Well, I, I always like to think about, you know, very macro level thought processes. 
And for this, in the history of human living, men have been what poly, I mean, polyamorous, yeah. bigamy, what do you call it? Bigamy, polygamy. Polygamy, yeah. I mean, the, in the history of, of, of the human race, men have done it more often than they haven't, right? Only right. in the modern society has it been more of a one-to-one <laughs> type yeah. of relationship. And it's always been a double standard where the men, uh, I mean, the, the wisest man in the Bible had thousands of women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how, I mean, and we can't, I mean, and you're saying that now it's changed so much where a guy couldn't love two people. Yeah. Um, now, I'll be honest. It's not something that I would. I think I would want out of a, a like a long term marriage, because yeah. I damn sure wouldn't want my you know significant other to have multiple partners. Yeah. You know, call me jealous, but <laughs> shit, I'm jealous. I'm not happy. I don't share. <laughs> and you know, just to give that same type of respect, I wouldn't want you know, yeah. I wouldn't want to do it. But I mean, if it works for you, I I don't know. Like I, I don't know. This is not working. Like. Me. In, in the history, <laughs> like like we said, in the history of the world, it's happened more often than not. Oh yeah, uh, a lot of other things have happened in the history of the world that probably shouldn't happen today. But I don't know, man. It's just you got to do what's best for you, man. Like yep. if you if you if you have a <laughs> wife or a significant other, that's like, hey, it's cool. I mean, I don't mind. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the, and that's the thing. It works for it works for some people. You know, it it. I've uh, there was a couple that. Uh, practice that that used to live in Kansas that I worked with one of the people that was in the relationship and she would tell me about you know just how how it was and it, it, it they had gotten past that whole jealousy piece yeah and I'm sure that there's still jealous feelings sometimes you know but at the same time is they they had like like we had talked about their relationship yeah. was kind of deeper because it wasn't just tied to the fact that they're having sex with somebody. No, that makes right. sense. But you get, they, they were having sex with other people, but yet they were still in a kind of a unique, mm-hmm. intimate relationship. And so, and I think it goes back, like you were saying, I mean, <laughs> to some point in time, even if it's not an understanding amongst three or five or however many right. people, you love two people at the same time. I know when I was in my relationship for like five or six years, like after that, like I still loved her for years. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I did date other girls that I were with for like six months or a year, right. and I loved them too. Right. And honestly, Sometimes I've, I've flipped back and fluctuated between the both of them. You know, now, would they have come together and been like, hey, we, we cool with it? No. But I also have met girls who, like you say, you can't get everything in one girl. Mm-hmm. And I've met girls and I've dated girls to where, like, I would blatantly let a girl know, I'm, I'm sleeping with you, but you're not the only one. And it was like, oh, I'm okay with that. I have had a threesome. So it's like some people they have an understanding and God they're bless. okay right, with right. it. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't never had one, Chris. Uh, me and my two it. hands. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> His face is killing me today. These are they suffice. <laughs> but no, I think it's it's one of the things. Like I say, I mean, you have loved two people at the same time. You know, it, it's it's crazy to say that you haven't or or whatever. And I mean, like I say, for me, the situation with the threesome it was like, I mean, at some point, it was like probably a segment. A polyamorism because they I mean we all came together to say we're willing right, to do this right. at this time would it been a long term no it was a point in your life where you're kind of wild and out you doing right. what you want to do you're having fun it's one of those things where somebody there's something for Somebody's everybody like, yeah. to do right there's right. literally something for everybody to do yeah the ones so line it's, up it's, a, it's, it's, it's effective <laughs> it's efficient but these girls with Lou Will like they're just, like they got it's pictures of them like I said if you click on the link and go in like they're at the ball game together they're at parties now, together are they bisexual that, it hasn't been stated. I but it looks I, like it, I though. I don't, I don't know if they're yeah. having sex. It looks like, like I haven't it. read anything thus far on that. It's just it is 
they are aware that he dates both of them. But as I, far as they, uh, if, if them all are coming together to have sex at once, I'm sure. sure. I'm knows. sure. But, I'm sure it's happening. But I mean, both are beautiful women. I'm sure you know women recognize beauty just like a man does. Mm-hmm. So even if they're not even touching each other during the situation, maybe it's just both of them on him, which it's still more attention for him. And hey, like I say, they're beautiful, so he's winning on either front to me. I mean, you got it worked out. Yeah. Say that's something that uh, I would say uh, a, a man of our stature we couldn't get it like that. Not two, and be okay with it. Two daily, uh, hanging like out. Two well, women. I mean, he's not married to him. Is I mean, like I say, for him it could just be a fun situation right now. But the money, lasting. the money is enabling that situation. Possibly. It definitely helps. Perhaps. Yeah. So, yeah. It helps. I think for women a lot of times the money is cool, but a lot of times they're not seeing that cash like. Like you would, I think it's the status that gets a lot right, of these right. Like, oh, I could be in the VIP every night. I don't ever have to worry mm-hmm. about, you know, I could get these purses and put out this image. Do whatever I want to do. Right. Never really have to work. So I think good. it's more they're status hungry. But you're right. Like our status is just not going to lend itself to have two extremely beautiful women. But I, I, like I said, I don't know if I would. I don't think I'd want that, bro. I would do it for a, a point of time, but like not marriage and long term. Yeah, like I would want it. Thirty mm-hmm. years. No, that's terrible. You know, I'm looking at some of the pictures that Gary are going through, and I'm just like, I mean, they look like they're happy. Like I say, they have studies going on now where they're saying, like the the article that I inserted inside of the article that I wrote today, they were saying how it is helping some marriages last longer. You know, because right. it's getting that balance. And and it was a show on H- HBO or Showtime about uh, <laughs> this. And how the husband and wife lived together, the girl would just come over at a time when they would call her, mm. spend the night. They would cook, sit down, have dinner, go to a movie, drink. I mean, the more Gary rolled through this script, I'm just like, I could do it. I, could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the more I'm just looking at these women, I'm just like, I, I think I could do it. I mean, it's just. I, like well, I and, say, there's, and there's. Let me just. Oh, well, let me, go ahead yeah, and finish with you. My bad. Oh, so um, I, I, just to just with this HBO show that they were um, talking about this with these people, and it was a numerous amount of people, and it was people that had. I mean, they were happy together on their own, but it's. I guess yeah. between those two people having one another, they were still missing something, <laughs> yeah. and it, and it worked for them because the the wife she liked women, mm-hmm. and the man he was getting what he wanted, what he wanted yeah. but then his wife was happy. About it too So sometimes he would just Sit back and just watch him It was just like And uh, once he gets amped up He go do what he do He do his thing Well and on this on this, And I don't even know That the Audi.com Or something like that But we were just Trying to look up To see what What is the the How plural is this Polyamorous or What do they look like Because we, we, we often talk about them Like a man with yeah. multiple women Yeah But there I mean They've got an example it's, Of three men I've heard that on the Dan Right, Sa- right. Dave, Dan Savage love cast This one right here Yeah yeah, these guys live in uh, the in Thailand who are three men in a relationship. Then the second one they list is uh, two twins dating one man, and they got surgery to look more alike. So, you know, Dang. playing that's up the twin. weird. Yeah, I mean, but for some people, I mean, if there's that's one weird. that's a man with two women. He's got a baby with each, um, and they look like they're pregnant at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles thruple <laughs> seeks forth so yeah this guy with a couple wives and, and you know but one more i need to get that right there. lesbian thruple have a baby so there's three women that are in a in a three-way polyamorous relationship and I'm, they had a baby so they probably i guess you ever seen that movie centipede huh. yeah that yeah. must be what their situation is like it's like a centipede but you know these people are finding freedom within themselves man that's and us as individuals and that's what i try to find i try to find what I like as a person, and I could give a damn if somebody understands what I like. 
and these people are doing it that's not natural well number eight on here says there is an app for polyamorous couples i'm gonna it's called the poly life the poly hey if life. you are out there and you want to do polyamorous <laughs> stuff i you know i may log on today <laughs> you know um inbox us at info <laughs> at <laughs> Shit, we may be able to make some look at, it, look at it. you talk about my eyes look hey. at your eyes his eyes but this is long, and I, i'm to willing to take up to three but this is what this is my <laughs> crowd. i need one white one black and one Hispanic. That being now, I have to be honest. That would be yeah. like a dream come true. Now, if we want to do five, the next five is going to be a Puerto Rican and an Asian woman. If y'all want to do it, I'm probably going to make my name A Rock twenty two eighty two. You can look a nigga up. Hey, give him all the info. Hey, I'll be on there. I'm black with dreads. Hey, this is, we're trying to make food. We're trying to make something happen. That's you probably know. what my name going to be. You know, what I'm if I got, you know, if I decided to do that, you know, I just might. I don't know. Oh, that's we're funny. still working through that. <laughs> that but I mean, funny. I think it's um, like I said again. Shout out to Robin from Dallas. Thanks for sending that in. I think, like I said, it. I think it is a big deal, man. Um, I think it's becoming a bigger deal yeah. too. Oh, I mean, yeah. among, among younger people. Because uh, that's something that you would always think when you'd hear about swingers, you would think old, wealthy white couples. That's what I was going to say. Like on right. HBO, you know, they used to have those things yeah. where they had painting and, parties and they were right. naked. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about HBO, they were always real. Because when you saw those painting parties, it wasn't like models. Right. Like I, sometimes right. I could watch it until I got ready to puke. Because I was just <laughs> right. like. I yeah, real sex. No, yeah, real it was sex. like right. real, real sex, sex with all these people, mm-hmm. all kind of body frames. Yep. And I also liked it, too, because I was like, everything on TV always kind of shows it like everybody's a model. Right. I liked it because it was real. They did have people with stretch marks and women right. who had right. a nice ass and maybe a little stomach, which didn't make them less than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow. It only got a, rid it of was a great it. show, man. Oh, it I mean, really they, was. Because they because these were people they fought, it was like a documentary. So they were these were people actual practices. Um, and then they, and then they did the street interviews. That's what I was just about to say. And they would ask the people on the street and a, and a lot of the people on the street, this was back in the nineties, yeah. Right. People were really open more than we would think because it's one of them things if you don't talk about it you don't know Mm -hmm. and what's the easiest thing to say not to be funny it's just like if we sit up and like we talked about oral sex and like uh, anal fellatio or whatever you want to call it and people may be like oh Eating that? No, I don't eat that. No, but if I you never get around, heard it put like that's that. what I'm saying. But if you get around it and you <laughs> get around people in that group, even if you haven't done it, you may be like, "Well, what is it? What does it feel like?" Right. You start asking questions mm-hmm. because yeah. you feel like you're in a safe area or a right. safe right. space to actually talk about it and engage in a conversation. And so much of our, even our sexuality, so much of what we like and what we what we say we'd never do. So much of that is influenced by what is not normal, what is, you know, what, right. what you could, if you say this out loud, I remember a man in high school go, talking about going down on a woman, and I'm not even talking about groceries, right. I'm talking about just going down on a woman. Lap dog. Uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> man, I was stigmatized in high school, man, I ain't never going to do that. Right. Yeah, nasty. Right. And now... It's safe to yeah, say to that do you it. would do that. And black man got that. Hey, if right. you don't do it, you're going to lose her. If you ain't eating, she's cheating. She's cheating. <laughs> and if she ain't, well. <laughs> Trying to think of another one. Well, I had. I was going to say, if you ain't sucking, he plucking. <laughs> so going to be picking some other ones. <laughs> Oh man! During the break, you know, we were just kind of going around the table trying to see what came out the top of your head and what you could come up with. Let's go right now, Chris. What you got? Well, as far as the nastiest thing, what, what yeah, just that? euphemisms of from sex. Oh man! I, right off the oh, top, shoot, you got one, oh, Chris. Man. I can't, man. You got me. You got yeah, me. You got me. You got me. Well, you got on Slack, so you can say if she rubbed my pleat, I'm damn sure gonna ski. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, get on it! Oh shoot! Got me, man. 
Damn. I'm gonna have to keep this. Gonna be real, this is gonna be real nasty, but I'm just looking at their jeans. <laughs> I was gonna be like, if the girl looked the back of them jeans, she gonna definitely taste bean. <laughs> Egotistical, it's so stereotypical. If I say I'm the shit, then maybe you, you could be, be my tissue roll. Girl, you like a tussie roll. How many licks do it take till it stick to my face? 45, 46, 50 licks. Got somewhere to go, so can we make it quick? Not a quickie though. Have faith like Biggie though. I'm on the chase for that Diddy though. I should make a sex video. Well, I'm hitting hoes, they be singing opera like Figaro, Figaro, yeah. Figaro. Singing nigga from the ghetto. Ain't nothing like a pretty woman, Mr. Lettos. Sex Olympics, I'm on a medal. Girl, you need to ride. No brakes, no pedals. Yeah. I'm drunker than a motherfucker. Even when I'm drunk, though, I'm hotter than these uh busters. They say I'm wrong for saying that. Well, shit, you wrong for saying that. I'm sipping those eggs. You so petty. I'm so ready. Once had an awkward moment only because I won. And basically just stating like when we reach a certain uh, level of prestige or whatever the case may be, do we take it a little bit further? And some of the points that were made was why does it seem that the more blacks accomplish the things in their lives, the more they have to shout it out from the rooftop? I've seen that too. Uh, like LinkedIn, I don't know if you, you guys, you, you all have a LinkedIn yeah. page. So sometimes you'll see a black person and they'll have MBA at the end of their name yeah. or ESQ for Esquire yeah. or whatever. And it's like, all right, we get it. You know, when I, when I finish my MBA, I don't necessarily have to have MBA on the end of it. Look, that's just another tool I have on my belt. It doesn't yeah. define me. Just like you see with like fraternities. Yeah. I think that's one of the, the worst in the black community is like how people wear it on their sleeve as opposed to allowing that to be a part of them and not have that be like at the forefront like Mm -hmm. let 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 christian evans show through not kappa alpha psi i love kappa alpha psi and and what we stand for but it doesn't have to be like that's the first thing you're gonna hear out of my mouth when i meet you right that's just the way i am like there, I feel like there's so much more to me that right. any title that I attain, that attain yeah. it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be at the forefront. But you, like you said, you do see it more, I think, in blacks. And it's, I think it's another thing, like we talked about, it's in somewhat of an insecurity. Uh, we want to be able to project our elitism within our own, I think, to a certain extent. Well, it might, it might, it might be, it might be beneficial sometimes to uh, not not be like where your title is if that's your the sum total of who you are because right. I mean you're a person of substance so I, I feel what you're saying but I was thinking about some situations where uh, blacks have you know acquired these titles or these these credentials and then people don't want to recognize right. it mm-hmm. or like for me as a young minister <clears throat> a lot of times people don't assume that to put reverend to, to acknowledge yeah. that, that that's a credential that yeah. I that I got you know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't would call you, that. I would probably call you that in church, but outside of church. Well, yeah. you see, that's what exactly. I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, for instance, if I'm uh, like, I just changed my signature on my uh, email because I used to just have Gary F. Green the second. Yeah, uh, I think I put MDiv after it, but that's so that people know. But I went back and put Reverend before it yeah. because um, a lot of times people pass over that when you're a younger minister that they just and and that matters. I mean, yeah. in churches they'll let you do certain things. Or they, they won't give you a certain kind of 
voice if you don't have the certain title. kinds I, of things. So I would say, yeah, you're, you're right. Some titles have to be spoken, like right. Reverend or Doctor, like. I guess even Esquire to a certain extent, like those have to be stated Mm -hmm. in like a signature line and stuff like that. So I definitely agree. Like when it's a credential of that sort. And you're dealing with business too. Yeah, Yeah. Right. When it's a specific, but I would never introduce myself. Oh, I'm Reverend Green. Hell no. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah, That's I just, silly. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I think a lot of people do it. I mean, I guess because I don't know what you would label me. I don't know. I just don't like even when I graduate later this year or next spring, I don't want to walk. I don't want to walk for an associate's. I don't want to walk for my bachelor's and I'm going to get a master's. I don't want to walk. If I do walk, it's going to be because it's for my mom. But other than that, like she's pushing me now. My brother can tell you, it's like, I don't really give a shit. Give me the piece of paper because everybody goes and gets it to make mm-hmm. more money to do whatever it is that you want to do and be recognized for it. But, I mean, the title, I really I think it's don't a, I, I honestly think the walking part, I think it's more than just walking. I think it's like, I think it could be uh, like for when I walked, right? I walked and the president was there. Yeah. And if I was like, yeah, hey, I'm not. But I think if having that a part of, I guess, my story, and right, if I could put right. that up and say, look, I'm a black dude from this neighborhood in San Antonio mm-hmm. and I was able to do it look you can do it too right, right. and for you it's like look it might not have been like I was four years out of, out of high school but damn it I put my mind to it I, right. didn't, I didn't quit and and no matter how old you are no matter what of course. Look, you can walk I think it's a picture you know how you're, no, you're a I photographer yeah. pictures say so much yeah. and I think having that is like I think it's powerful yeah. no, I think go ahead I, I think <clears throat> I, I walked last night and oh, uh, congratulations. appreciate congratulations, it. Man. And so uh, I did it. it. It was so funny. I had my gown and man, they gave me a small ass gown. And <laughs> <So, laughs> <laughs> a blouse. Hey, <laughs> a slip. Hey, it was so funny, man. It was so funny. But I ended up getting there and I got it. My mom and uh, it was messing with me about it. But I walked so that my daughter could see yeah. what. Yeah life is about that you do not have to be the status quo and my daughter has seen me working tall stay up late put in hours of, of working hard and trying to get that because i want to show her after you graduate you have to keep on going you cannot stop because it puts you in a place to where nobody can try to demean your character yeah. because school is about what is it's part of your character that yeah. you that when you see something you have a drive you're determined. I want to let her see that me being a single father and I'm taking care of you, I still got to drive. Working a 70-hour week sometimes, like, I still got to drive to make sure that I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was surprised. She looked. She was like, oh, my God, like, this is what I have to do. This is what I'm going to have to do to get there. And it, it started messing with her mind. And, and she was thinking on the way home, she was just like, wow. Like, And during the time of the graduation, she was like, I think I want to do this. I think I want to do it. was just getting her mind together. Like it, it, it's more it, it to be educated is very important. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that like you're saying, the titles, it doesn't matter, but it's what it, what it stands for, what you give somebody else. And, in, and you're really not giving them anything, but empowerment. Self-empowerment is what you're giving them. Right. No, I agree. I'm just don't want to walk. I mean, like I said, I'm a dick. He's I mean, stubborn. I just, nah, if, if he had, I was the same way. Yeah, I was the same way at KU, and 
I don't know what it, what why it was, but I tell you one thing: that's for damn sure. Uh, when I finish this PhD, I'm gonna skip, skip not yeah. just right. walk. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, wanted, I wanted to do the old Ric Flair walk. Hey, last, <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm last. Gonna <laughs> 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 I'm gonna do the whole nine, man. Because by yeah. then, man, it, it, there'd be so much so much time and, in, and yeah. effort and stuff put into it that you know I want that to be something that that I hold up. Um, yeah. Definitely, right? I don't know what I was about to say. I literally went blank. I mean, I, like I said, I get it. You know, hearing everybody's story about it, I get it. I guess for me, it's just that's what I was going to say. Like I told my mom, I think black people, period, we don't get enough credit for graduating. It, the, the numbers are skewed, like we talk all the time. Right. It's more black men in colleges graduating. Me being in communication, like I have a lot of, you know, guys who are under me or, and, you know, younger, but they graduated before me. And just I, I told them i was like hey man that's what's up big ups to do it so early i didn't know what i wanted to do before but to know what you want to do or have a sense of self that early is a big a right. big deal but for me I, I the biggest reason why i didn't want to walk when i told my mom is because i was like i expect to do this anyway right and i was right. like right. yeah we could walk but i was like i know i'm not a dummy you put it like i was telling somebody the other day i was like if you went to harvard do you think you could graduate and then somebody else asked me that and i was like i'm pretty sure i could Little Wayne said it best to me. They give you the damn answers. Read the book, right? Study it, implement it, put in the time, and you can do it. And you got it. That's why I say, like, I know the accolades of Harvard. It is a prestigious school and everything, but it's like, if you, I'm not going to say anybody can go to college because they can't. Not everybody's intellectual level is not the same. Mm -hmm. But for me, when I looked at it like that, I was just like, oh, I don't think I want to. You know, I just, it was just something different about it. It's just like Derek. You know, we have a good friend, Derek. Like, mm -hmm. when we graduated, he got, he got letters from Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Columbia, Brown. He didn't even go. He just went to Texas A&M in Texarkana. And he has, like, four degrees now. Like, yeah. he was just like, dude, I just want to get a degree, and I want to go and do what I want to do in my life. And I was like, bro, that's a big deal. And I try to push him to tell his story. He's just very quiet. But I'm like, I guess it's one of them things. Like I say, I know I'm supposed to. I can do it. I know I belong. You know, like I tell you all the time about trying to, you know, apply for CB, yeah, CBS and like the richest group and not being given the, the proper opportunity. Well, now that's why I'm doing this. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make my own lane. I'm going to make my own business. And I'm going to try and figure this out myself because I know I can. Mm -hmm. You getting a doctorate, it don't, that shit don't surprise me. I mean, they hear you talk every day. You being in philanthropy. Dude, it doesn't surprise me. Like this is. Not to be funny, we, it's easy. I mean, really sit back. It's really easy, you know, to do the things. And then think about it. We do it under pressure. Marry, working out, mentoring people. Air Force, finish, top of the class, doing what you do. Early. I was not in the top of my class. I wanted to embellish it a little bit. Uh, Nigga, just let me talk. But I was. I know you. I, I, was, I did. I mean. <laughs> I was. Let me interject that for whoever knows This is not me. I was. <laughs> I was waiting to. Not at the top of the class. And look, they'll come back and they'll. Come, they'll somebody will hear this. Chris Evans was not at the top of the class. But, right. I, but no, I'll tell I'm you this, though. I'll tell you this. And I think that's one thing about the academy. Yeah is that's interesting it's like everybody that goes there is a pretty smart person yeah. right? mm -hmm. we're all pretty intelligent they have high standards academically a lot of times the school will eat their own and i don't know i, I was an athlete i wasn't my, my focus wasn't academics but you'll find that a lot of those folks that didn't necessarily kill it academically they'll kill it in the active duty air force as yeah. leaders mm -hmm. and you know um and I think that's where like i kind of found my stride was active duty yeah. and actually applying you know, my not just the academic part, but your personality, your yeah. grit, your will, of course. your charisma. Right. So, 
that that is one thing I think as people go through, uh, you know, when they get these titles or whatever, a lot of times you could have the title, but you ain't really doing shit. Yeah. Right? You ain't doing nothing. Yeah. You could be, you know, lawyer this, doctor that, but you don't have you the drive and you don't, you're do not right, really doing right, anything right, with it. Right. So, uh, like you said, I think sometimes titles are overblown. I think some titles are necessary. Yeah. Like Gary was talking in about. Some like, situa- in yes, situations. Correct. But I think a lot of times the title <laughs> and even the prestige of the institution, like Harvard. Yeah. Now, I'm not, look, if you look. At the Harvard alumni, it's the most elite it alumni is. in mm-hmm. the history of the world, it right? It is. Um, but it does, it's, all, it's just a name. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have uh, become president out of out of nothing, right? Out of mm-hmm. very lesser, you know, institutions. So it's just a name, yeah. I think. So the next one they said was, is it because, you know, do black people take their titles too far? And is it because they've spent their whole lives proving themselves that they're good enough? See, I think that's I think that's part of it. Um, And or even spending their whole lives being told that they're not good enough. So when you do get that title, you want to make sure that people you want to kind of throw it in people's face. Shout it from the rooftop. Right. I mean, there's a there's a um, um, faculty member at my school who is make sure that the students will call. Uh, her doctor, yeah. you know, instead of just by the first name, and she's you know African American woman, and I completely understand that because it's also you know faculty members sometimes will you know when you talk about sexism and patriarchy and stuff, some faculty members will will kind of speak condescending to the female faculty members, particularly the black female faculty members. So it's almost like okay, I need to I need to make sure that you know yeah. that we're mm-hmm. on the same we're on the same level. Right. And, you know, I did my PhD just like you. Just did. like you. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So rather than calling me, you know, by my first name, right. you know, let me make sure that people are reminded when they address me that they need to also respect, respect my dedication. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, just a rapid fire, real quick, because we're running out of time with the with the bullet points. Um, the next one was: Is it something to make them feel better about themselves? Which is kind of what you were saying, um, um, Gary. I think you know, kind of like we were just saying. I think it's with. I think it's one of those things where, like we always say, being black, you always feel like you have to prove yourself and do more um, in white America. And I think that just kind of you know goes with it. Like even Christian said a couple of weeks ago, a weeks ago with the black elitism, like that yeah. can be yeah. some of the worst people yeah. to deal with because sometimes they take it out of context. And it's like, are you really doing things? Like, are you really giving back to give back or because you have an agenda to put yourself on a pedestal? So you have to look at that. And from that perspective, the last one was, do you have to broadcast everything you're doing or put it on display for people to know that you're successful? Again, that's something that you addressed earlier. You don't have to unless it's in a business-like setting to where you're dealing with people, like-minded people, and you have to, you know, use your credentials. I mean, right. you didn't go to school for nothing. Right. I mean, if I go – if I'm saving somebody's life, don't say Anthony. No, motherfucker. Dr. Roberts. Thank you. <laughs> right, right. I right, saved yeah. you because that's what I was in the moment that I saved mm-hmm. you. you right, know, right. If you get, you know, if you get somebody off or, like he said, if, uh, Esquire, whatever the case may be, like you, you address those people because not only is it that they worked hard for it, it's just a sign of respect. It's a sign of you respect. You earned it. Well, and that's the role they were playing. That's why I like what you just said. That's who I was when I saved you. And yeah. like Chris was saying, you know, I'm, I'm Christian or I'm Gary, but in certain situations – I'm, I become the you know, I, I use this other part right. that I'm capable exactly. of to do something. Yeah. So yeah, and, and I didn't even think about it. Sometimes my whole Air Force career just, but you know, titles are really big in the military. Oh, of course, right. Right. captain. I was right. a captain or yeah. a colonel or general or you know sergeant. Right. These titles are very important, and I I was never really the one where it's like, do we spend our whole lives, you know, trying to prove that I'm good? I've never. And maybe it's because of the environment I grew up in. I never felt like I had to prove myself. Because yeah. I always felt equal. Yeah. I always felt equal. 
I don't I don't know. I think that's an interesting topic maybe for a later day, but yeah. like I don't know. That makes sense. So before we get ready to wrap it up, uh podcasting color again, she said walking ain't for you. I'm guessing she's addressing me. It's for the people who supported you to celebrate you. Well, I mean, I get it. All right. Mark. All right, Park. <laughs> All right, Park. Everybody, everybody, everybody's on your ass. Man. All right, I get it. All right, podcasting color. Maybe 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 I'll walk. We'll see. Uh, before the show's over, we want to give a special thanks out to our Tizia Swindle, our administrative consultant, Brian Fuller, our audio editor. If you ever hear anything on um, iTunes that the reality is, he's the one who's editing it and putting it together. Thank you, Jermaine Roberts, our guest, for coming in today. We all want to say happy 30th birthday to Michelle. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Right, that's enough. We, we did enough. Yeah. That's Christian. <laughs> Sound like baby Michael Jackson. <laughs> but we also wanted to give a shout out um, to the um, college graduates of the 2015 year. I wanted to give some personal shout outs to my homie David Salinas. Congratulations. Hillary Fluster. Congratulations. And the big homie Trey, you know who it is. I don't even have to say your last name. So and, and I want to I give got, a shout out to Christian has My boy something. Jermaine Roberts, he graduated from uh, USC Robbins. Business School. Jermaine, Jermaine Rollins. <laughs> <my brother. laughs> Jermaine out. Roberts graduated too. <laughs> shout out, Chef. And, and, and my little brother, man, Jonathan West, man, he graduated from UNC. Shout today. out, Mr. West. Shout out to all the TCU grads, man. Too many to name, but shout out, man. And, and your your sister, your stepsister is from med school. Uh, shout out to Nicole Jones, my, my baby sister. She graduated from med school. She's getting ready to start her residency in Baton Rouge uh, LSU. LSU LSU Med so yeah. it's yeah, I think it's Baton no no no, no it's Shreveport Ratchet City baby baby <laughs> <laughs> oh man Shreveport is yeah is, I remember yeah. growing up bro I think one year I think it may have been like in 97 where they had like they showed on the news and it was like it was uh, 647 robberies in a year and I was like damn niggas was getting robbed twice a day <laughs> <laughs> like I would have just closed up shop <laughs> and they like they coming in just stealing they take it if you enjoyed this show Hit us up at therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, therealityis.com. Drop us, you know, if you want to donate something, you can scroll down to the bottom and uh, go to the PayPal. Drop us something in there. Like I said, we are not a church people. There's no building fund. We'll no take, building fund. We'll take a quarter. We'll take 50 cents. We'll take a dollar. Whatever you get, it's a contribution. We appreciate it. Why are you looking you speak Dude, for yourself. Like Creflo dollars. Hey, we need a jet. We need a jet. We need a the reality is jet tides. That's joking, people. That's joking. If you feel that, you can spend five thousand dollars. If God touches your heart, then it is. Will a man or woman rob God? So yet he robbed me. It's the last. It's the last five dollars in your back. Trust the Lord. He's gonna give it to you. But we want to. We just want to make sure you guys. Like I said, if you missed this, we'll be re-airing tonight here on. FBRN at 11 o'clock. You can hit us up there. You can catch us on social media. That's again, the reality is on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. You can hit us up on there. And you want to tune in next week. We're going to be talking. I mean, girls are always, you know, people talk about whiskey dick. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to be talking about that whiskey badge. Mm-hmm. We ain't the only ones, people. Mm-mm. We ain't Uh-oh. the only ones. Uh-oh. Girls, we're going to be putting you on notice, and we may be bringing put them on notice back. So make sure that you tune in again next week to the reality as we're fit to become the same. We'll talk Got it.
flick the money all night till my wrist tired. If you put in work, this the night you gon' retire. You a bad bitch, I ain't even gon' deny her. She told me throw that money, I said make it work my way. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.